know it's been a while. I'm sorry, everybody. But we're finally doing Bible studies again. I hate over everything that we've even gotten. Like, this bothers me the most that we've gotten behind on it. Not that we purposely tried to or, you know, anything like that. It was kind of just... Yeah, but I know that's why I had to do one today is because, like, I was getting kind of not... You know, I just want to make sure that everybody's getting stuff out of them, you know. And just getting kind of not sour but just kind of like like I said I hope people are you know still enjoying it and uh, then uh, like not really by fault of my own but we had a lull here and well we've been was it been a week since what you we put out one yeah I think so I guess it's been yeah, a week. I'd have to look at it but it's it's not exactly a week it's probably right about that but I actually, it was a good growing time because I think that there was a reason for being gone for a week. And although it was kind of out of my control, things just kind of happened levels, in that yeah. way. It wasn't really necessarily terrible. But anyway, yeah. things kind of happened out of my control that we weren't able to do them. And uh, it's cool, though, because now I think I'm, there was a reason for that. I think God just mm-hmm. had to do a little bit of um he had to show me through some stuff so anyway we are gonna do 11 and 12 of romans today so take a minute and not gonna say it you ruin like mine and i'm pretty sure morgan's life <laughs> maybe somebody else's too but no. take a prayer listen long enough and i'll come up with something um but take a minute to pray and then, of course, um, you'll probably want to go back. Yeah, because we to are listen way, to any of the other yeah, ones since we're all like a week. goofed up here. Um, well, it's been a week for you. It's been even longer for us, I guess, yeah. now because we had a couple of these recorded. So. Yeah. Um, and then, if there is anything at all that we can do for you, and we mean this with literally everything in our hearts, if there's something we can pray for, and yay! People listen to this. That's yeah. awesome. So cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, and we literally mean anything, anytime. Mm-hmm. Either of us, Heidi or I, both. Yep. So. Need something, need prayer, need somebody to talk to, questions, counsel, physical stuff or, or things or whatever, just reach out. Let us know. And people have reached out and and a lot, and it's super awesome. And I don't want anybody that's doing that, just like I said, keep, mm-hmm. keep it coming because it's my honor and duty. This is my, like, 24-7 job. This is always mm-hmm. now something what I do. So, yep. you know, I'm always open to be able to help anybody out so 11 and 12 and so before going into 11 you're going to want to go like Heidi said we'll go back and listen to the other ones because we built it up better <laughs> but Paul is explaining here why ethnic Israel is still important mm-hmm. and this is not something that we are taught in church very much there are there are Calvary chapels and stuff that do teach, um, that you know, that teach. Cur- and I'm sure probably some others. Oh, I thought something else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the face that you made, you're like. Oh, oh. no. To what you were saying, because oh, okay, I was just so, going to say, I mean, I'm yeah, sure there uh, probably are others too, just, I mean, none that were like. 
super. Yeah, it's just I know for the most part, people have no idea what the deal with Israel is, and if we do, we don't have a correct view on. We just don't support what it Israel is. We just because don't support Israel. They love God, and we love God. Yeah, and, I, and, and unfortunately, that's a that's an easy target for mm-hmm. people that that don't that uh, that like to attack the viewpoint mm-hmm. on on how you feel about Israel is that. I mean, you know, even Trump we loves are just Israel. Kind of, well, you know, yeah, like, I mean, we're just kind of mindless with it. Like, yeah, we support Israel. Every single one. You know, you go over there shaking it. Okay, in, because in reality, mm-hmm. that's like one of the godless, biggest godless nations in the world right now. Like, it they're really, really is, yeah. It's, I mean, they're still as your orthodox, and there's still a lot of, like, really cool things happening over there. But for the most part, it's a non, um, you know, the, this younger this younger generation that's there now is just a complete godless generation that's tel aviv is the largest it's like the gay capital of the world i mean oh yeah that is crazy yeah in a country in the middle east too yeah that's like insane. they are far they advanced are, when it comes to all yeah, of the I mean, like, like homosexuality yeah there stuff. was i was just reading articles yesterday they were talking about like yeah okay maybe we should stop hanging people that are gay you know, like, yeah. like that's crazy. And then you have one of the large, like, mm, so you know, no, there's there's a bit of a mindless support to just. But the fact, of the matter is, is the reason why that nation exists and why there's a bloodline there to begin with, mm-hmm. is in you know extremely important. Yeah. And Paul is explaining that because the reason why it's important is because I mean. Not only are these God's people, but God still has a bunch of literal promises that mm-hmm. will be fulfilled to these people. Um, what, who these people are, what gen- I don't know, but I know that it's going to be speculate. the literal. Yeah, I could speculate, but I know it's going to be the literal blood, Hebrew blooded people mm-hmm. um, that that He has literal promises to, so that will be fulfilled. And we have uh, promises as well as Gentiles because we're grafted into this tree. And I always say that, you know, I, I think I've said in a bunch of different podcasts, we talk about this this grafted tree. What does that mean? Well, yeah. we're, we're at that chapter now, so we can kind of get an idea of what this actually means. And so we'll just start with verse 1. I ask then, has God rejected his own people, the nation of Israel? Of course not. I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham and a member of the tribe of Benjamin. Now God has not rejected his own people, whom he has chosen from the very beginning. Do you realize what the scriptures say about this? Elijah the prophet complained to God about the people of Israel and said, Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. And do you remember God's reply? He said, no, I have 7,000 others who have never bowed down to Baal. It is the same today, for a few of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. And since it is through God's kindness, that it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So this is the situation. I love how the NLT puts it. So this is the situation. Most of the people of Israel have not found the favor of God they are looking for so earnestly. A few have, the ones God has chosen, but the hearts of the rest were hardened. As the scriptures say, God has put them into a deep sleep. 
To this day he has shut their eyes so they do not see, and closed their ears so they do not hear. Likewise, David said, Let their bountiful table become a snare, a trap that makes them think all is well. Let their blessings cause them to stumble, and let them get what they deserve. This works for Christians too, honestly. Yeah. Don't be caught in your in your Christianity and think that you're above everything because that's Israel's mistake. Yeah. Verse we're 10. We're God's people. We don't have to worry about <laughs> exactly. it because we're his. Exactly. Verse 10. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. Did God's people stumble and fall beyond recovery? Of course not. They were disobedient, so God made salvation available to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. But he wanted his own people to become jealous and claim it for themselves. Now, if Gentiles were enriched because the people of Israel turned down God's offer of salvation, think how much greater a blessing the world will share when they finally accept it. I'm saying all this especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I stress this. For I want somehow to make the people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have, so I might save some of them. For since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be life for those who are dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy, just as the entire batch of dough is holy, because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these branches for, from Abraham's tree, some of the people of Israel have been broken off. And you Gentiles who are branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not the root. But you may say those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are there because you do believe. So don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. For if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. So, yeah, that goes along with what I said earlier with, like, Israel in the church. We have the same issues here. We think too highly of ourselves. We get too comfortable. We, you know, we just get too lax and we get too comfortable with forgetting God. And it, I mean, it clearly says he won't spare us either. This is not teach that you can lose your salvation. That's not. Yeah. That's not what this. It's not is. like a threat. It's, it's not, not like a threat. Like, it's Ooh, I'm not. I'm going to take it from you. No, it's not. It's saying don't be proud and don't mm -hmm. get too not. It, we tend to do that in in every single way. We we sit and pat our backs, you know, pat ourselves on the back and act like we deserve our salvation. Mm -hmm. We think that you know when we get so comfortable in that. And we just, you know, kind of skate through this life and don't really give Christ the the service due mm -hmm. for his sacrifice. And I mean, if you think that you can you can treat Christ like that, 
that's that's where you'll be a branch that's broken off. Yeah, I would not. You, you really have to understand what Israel's history and, and what they did and, and mm-hmm. what does it mean to forget God and do these things. Well, the reality of this was they were getting caught up in the cares and affairs of this world and this life and they they forgot God and they were worried about their their own lives and their own their own wealth and they said that God can't take care of us. We need we need our things, we need our work, we need our relate you know, our, our relationships with other countries. We need that God specifically told us not to make and all these different things. Doing so it anyways. It, it just like we see and just like what we would do today, right? As mm-hmm. a whole, as a nation, we we do the same thing. So it's not different. So hopefully everybody can kind of get the the picture now of what the whole grafting thing is about. That Israel was the nation of Israel, the, the state of Israel, the Hebrew people were cut off from the Messiah because of unbelief. But Paul goes on to promise you, or we just read above rather, that Paul promises that God has not forget, forgotten Israel. Mm-hmm. He has cut them off. Yeah. But they're not forgotten. So he has cut the branches off and he's brought in the Gentiles, which would be us, and given us the salvation and the promises and the opportunity to escape the judgment that's coming upon, that will, the future judgment coming upon the world known as the Great Tribulation. And being able to get out of that and then going into the millennial kingdom with Christ so we have been given all of that promise and all that opportunity so this coming Messiah now this this is the Messiah that, that they were looking for this political mm-hmm. uh, you know economical Messiah has been this offer has been given to the Gentiles until Mm-hmm. They're grafted back in which to the original will. tree, which mm-hmm. they will be once they accept Christ halfway through the tribulation period. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but we do know that the Jews will, some generation of Jews will, yeah. the remnant that God chooses will come to Christ and it will be the the consummation of all things at that point. I mean... Paul's talking about how great will this time be when the Jews finally accept it because this is God's plan completely realized mm-hmm. once the Jews finally accept Christ. So I think everybody can kind of get an idea of that so <laughs> that we, we still make we still hold a huge importance to our Jewish brothers and sisters because they're they're the originators of these promises. They're the ones that you know, we, you know, it's almost like a respect type thing. They were, yeah, and we you know, want to see and, them come to Christ and to. But we understand, yeah, thing. we understand that, and you know, in this country, even, mm-hmm. you know, we can understand how, like, man, you really respect them because these are our four. You know, we're not blood, we're not def, we're definitely not them. We weren't there. They were, we weren't. So you respect that, you know, you get that. You should have that attitude. Yeah. 
and unfortunately, gosh, I read another article this morning about another pastor that just completely anti-Semitic, which is just insane. Crazy. That blows my mind to see. Mm -hmm. It's sad. But anyway, continuing on, turning 20. Hold on, I clicked back to the other thing. Um, 20, hold on, my screen's cracked. 22. <laughs> Two. It was right where the crack on my screen is, oh. so I couldn't see what it was. I should, normally I've been marking it. I didn't do it that time, though. 22. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe towards those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. And if the people of Israel turn from their unbelief, they will be grafted in again. For God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You, by nature, were a branch cut off from a wild olive tree. So if God was willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into his cultivated tree, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud about yourselves. Some of the people of Israel have hard hearts, but this will last only until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. And the full, that's the fullness of the Gentiles. And people have probably heard that. They talk a lot about that in prophecy because that's it. Um, all of Israel will not be saved until the full number of Gentiles comes to Christ. So mm -hmm. we... We don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. What that number is? Yeah, we. I, I suspect that we're getting close. Well, and that's where you think. Wouldn't you like to find that last person? <laughs> yeah, that last we're person we're waiting on. <laughs> I forgot what passer. I think it's been a couple of them that have talked about it. That poor person's like, going to need, like, a... It was you! Witness protection yeah. program. <laughs> it family. was you! We've been waiting on you this whole time. Yeah. But that should be our encouragement. Like, um, I'll tell a quick little... And it's story. not really meant to be a particular one person, but... No, but I, I think that the point still stands, it's still It still does stand. Like, um, I'll, I'll share a story. Your mom was fussing, to put it nicely, about her assisted living home she was very angry about <laughs> it this one day Fuzzy. and uh, yeah i'm saying fussing it's nicer than what it was but um she was just being you know and that's part of what the alzheimer's she'll, she'll get to a point where it's just like a child throwing a fit and there's no she's always been that to a little bit but yeah it's getting yeah worse, it just gets really thing. bad and there's no you've you've passed rationale at this point and we're just being ridiculous and so i told her because for as much as she is losing in her memory scripture's still pretty much there you know i mean she's mm. she's pretty much still on it when it comes to that and so um i brought up the fullness of the gentiles and i said hey we've got to find that last person and so far nobody's found them because we're still here we haven't heard the trumpets jesus hasn't called us up yet so who knows maybe the last one is there at the assisted living home i don't know and neither do you so why don't you take this time that god knew full well that you would be there in this place 
getting this treatment. He you knew that. Secretly record these conversations, <laughs> conversations. That you have with her. It'd be funny. Like they I would mean, be just really like funny. They would be like they like, would be pretty car, entertaining. Like, oh the, my gosh, the I should. There when you the thing her, she says to me in the car, you guys have no idea. I guarantee you, people are going to want no idea the conversations that we have. But I told her, I said, you have no idea. Somebody living there among you might be the last person we're waiting on. So instead of you fussing and throwing a fit about this, why don't you get on it? Come on now. You've got the gospel to be spreading and sharing with people. She didn't like that. She got real quiet real fast because, you know, she's like, well, you're right. I should make light of my situation and share the gospel with all those that God puts me in front of and who knows but <laughs> but it was just funny but I it was funny that we read this first because that's what I brought up with her I was like hey we're waiting on somebody and that person we're waiting on could be right there next mm-hmm. to you <laughs> so focus and go you know but I mean but at the same time even if you're not you know focused on that per se I mean nobody is guaranteed tomorrow nobody's guaranteed this evening you know so we always want to be sharing the light of Christ with everyone we come in contact with. Yeah. All right, so verse 26. Mm-hmm. And so all Israel will be saved. As the scriptures say, the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem, and he will turn Israel away from ungodliness. And this is my covenant with them, that I will take away their sins. See, the one that rescues will come from Jerusalem interesting because when Christ the second when Christ returns this is the second coming Christ's feet will step on the Mount of Olives that's an Israel yeah <laughs> so Jerusalem yep it's right there in Jerusalem so that's what makes everything about Israel really interesting mm-hmm. because you have to understand prior to 1948 the state of Israel uh, they were coming back they had started coming back long before that mm-hmm. but prior to that the state of Israel did not exist remember this is only a couple of years after six million of them were slaughtered so the fact that they have they have built and they have become so big and everything this is all stuff that is very very interesting to us because there had to be a jerusalem again (laughs) in Mm -hmm. israel for the lord to come back not that he couldn't come back to that literal spot but it's very he said this is what i'm going to do very specific in zechariah it's zechariah 14 4 Nobody wants to go look it up, but it's it it speaks of in that whole chapter is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it, it that's when it literally says on his on the okay fine I'll read it <laughs> fourteen four but it's gonna be in a different version. Uh, it's ESV, so it's Zechariah fourteen four. On that day, his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives that lies before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from the east to the west by a very wide valley, so that the half of the one so I'm sorry. So that one half of the mount shall move northward and the other half southward. And if anybody's been to Israel right now, the Mount of Olives is still fully intact. Yeah. So we know. And that little that is- tidbit. Our fourth and last child, Olivia, is, is named Olivia, Olivia because of Olive. olives, Olivet. Yep. 
So that his feet will actually touch down in Jerusalem on that. So it's a real place. It's it exists now. It exists as Jerusalem in under Israeli control, which is crazy mm -hmm. because this hasn't existed since the apostles. Yeah. Some of the apostles were still alive. It was the last time that 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 existed and even then they were under occupation from Rome but they still existed in their land mm -hmm. and they had the temple so all of this is is this is why it's very very interesting and so the one who rescues will come from Jerusalem literally so verse 28 many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news and this benefits you Gentiles yet they are still the people he loves because he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God, but when the people of Israel rebelled against him, God was merciful to you instead. Now they are rebels and God's mercy has come to you so that they too will share in God's mercy. For God has imprisoned everyone in disobedience so that he could have mercy on everyone. Oh, how great are God's riches in wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? <laughs> for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. I love that who can give him advice we don't think about that right like we like to question him on things like why god why would you do this why would you do this why would you, you know whatever <laughs> it's like really because you're gonna go give him advice <laughs> he crafts we, snowflakes he crafts and makes sure that the sun rises is and the babies are created like you go through so many things and it's like you're gonna go tell him how it should be done really mm -hmm. i forget to pay my bills sometimes <laughs> like genuinely forget that we're in a new month and stuff. You oh, know really? what I mean? Like, I didn't. I've never noticed. No, I know what I'm just saying. Like think of the things that we all genuinely screw up so, in different stuff. But I'm gonna tell him what's up. We had an we we re just recorded another podcast before this Bible study. Hattie has to listen to it to make sure it's it's worth it <laughs> to to send out there. But that being said, um. This was kind of the topic and area that we were going with it in chapter 12. Uh, talking about living your Christian life literally and biblically and make letting these things be applied to your everyday life. Every moment from the time that you get up to the time that you go to bed and every, t every second in between. Yep. Obviously, there's some, there's some things here that we live in this world. And we have to operate in this world. Sure. And we have responsibilities in this world. All of that taken into consideration. But all of those, every decision and everything that you do should be a decision made with the Spirit. So if you claim to, to know the Lord, then you live every second of every day for the Lord. Obviously, we, we know that we have... Unfortunately, is in a fallen world we have different things that we have to deal with and different things that we have to accept, but we still live our lives 
every day for Christ. And Paul kind of does a way better job than I can sit here and <laughs> ramble on about explaining it. So, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Uh, make everybody think. What do you what do you think that means? Give your bodies to him because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Yeah. What do you think that, that means? That means the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So give our body. We give him everything. Mm-hmm. Our bodies. Everything that we do is for him. That's, this isn't in some weird kind of like, oh, I give my body and my everything to you. We understand that in a human way. You know, yeah. you, would, you would kind of think of that as like a husband and wife way. Like you give your body to your wife and you get, no. Yeah, the two flesh I mean, become and, one or something And, and like yeah, that. it does it does work, you know. There's some weird ways that you can make that work. But what it means is that you just give everything to God. Everything that you do, every decision, everything, your whole body, everything about to the Lord and serve the Lord. Verse 2, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You can't know God's will for your life. You can't be living your best life unless God isn't directing it. If you have not become a new creation from the Lord and started, and that's what repentance is, a complete turning. He has changed your mind, changed your life. You are a new creation, a new person. Mm -hmm. Okay, we cannot be, we give up everything because usually when we when we come to Christ, we're coming out of the world. We're coming out of a, either a bad situation, a hor- you know, or you know, very rarely do we all find Christ when we're in a good in a good place. Yeah, that's, that very rare does that happen. It, it, I'm everything sure that was it going does. Well in my life, and then I found Jesus. Yeah, everything was going fantastic, and mm-hmm. you know, I wanted nothing. It's kind of funny because most people I know are you know half dead on drugs. And they're like, I, okay, this is enough. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something else. Yeah. You know, so you don't ever come, you know, in a in a great place. So well, even when you are a believer, you rarely are seeking and relying everything on Christ when you're on top of the world and living your best life. You know, here on this earth, the way that we portray that to be. Well, I mean, that's when you tend to forget God. When you come to when you come to Christ, your outlook on the world and in has to change completely. Mm-hmm. Completely. So that's why I think this is my opinion here, but I mean, this number is is so small is because it takes the people that have stepped out of the norm mm-hmm. and have really given themselves to the Lord as service and, and just kind of, especially the way that man's heart in our world is now you know for the christians that have stepped out of that and gone a different path in trying to do um right you know you know just that that the work that urgent work mm-hmm. so 
it, it that number's a lot smaller I th- than most than probably we like think, to believe. You know? And if we read the Gospels correctly, Christ Himself said that you know be that way. I mean, many, many will attempt to to do it, but very few will actually achieve actually get it. the victory. And if you take that, if you sit and think about that and just meditate on that for a while, what do you think that means? Well, then, yeah, that means this number is a lot smaller than you mm. think. And it's not to give you, it, it's to not to give you any you kind of anything, scary yeah. or anything, but it should give you an urgent need, you know, to, if you to haven't changed yourself and haven't and, turned yourself around yeah. to do so. Verse three. Yep. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Yet again, stuff you don't see on most Christian yep, motivational t-shirts. <laughs> but me- measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. Mm-hmm. God hasn't. We all have different levels of faith. We all strive to have strong strong course, faith yeah. some of us are weaker than others yeah. that's, and that's fine that's god says measure yourself by the faith that he's given you mm-hmm. what does that mean well you're gonna you you find the faith that god has given you and you you stay strong in that before you know it your faith grows even stronger mm-hmm. and it'll be strong you know before you know it you'll be a person of extremely strong faith when you never thought that that was possible you thought that you'd always be seen so you know measure yourself and evaluate yourself by that so and remember not everybody is the same verse 4 just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function so it is with Christ's body. See, I just need to stop talking. <laughs> we are many parts of the body and we are all when we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with much faith, as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. I constantly say that. Don't. People that say that, oh, don't judge, oh, Jesus love it. And we talk about, judge me not, nope, judge inside of the church. And when you see stuff that's wrong, hate it. Yeah. And hold tightly to the truth. Verse 10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. That doesn't mean set your career and your nope. job up as your idol and just work all the time and be completely obsessed with that and all about the hustle. And that that, that is not for you to take and make hustle so above So in all. the morning if you say that you don't have time to read his word, 
you've got, you know, you just can't find time or you just can't get. That's not serving him enthusiastically. No. That's being like, ah, I don't have to. If it's enthusiastic, it's something that you want to do. You can't wait to yeah. do. It's your like favorite thing well, ever to do. Look at, I mean, you can't even get on social media right now because uh, the the Game of Thrones show, oh, I guess, Lord. like it started, you know, season or whatever. You can't get on social media without having to hear everybody. Oh my gosh! Or when football season or baseball season or basketball March Madness. Oh, good. Y'all grief, been I'm substituting so your Bibles for Game of Thrones and it shows. Yeah. Not one of those. Or March Madness or your football team or, or whatever else comes down whatever the pipe. I mean, we're is. just we're like <sighs> shooting on some top generalities, right? That we yeah. all either are those people or know those people that you can tell when it's that time of year because all you hear about We are very is, simple folk. Yeah. We, we don't really have We really there. are. But um, this is the most pointless garbage in the planet. Like, all, all of it, it is. All of it is. And, Even and, if you're interested you know, in it, it's still garbage. Yeah, it still is. And so to think of it as anything other than that is foolishness. I like, I like a couple things, but I don't care. They're, they're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. But, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> what is it? Um... Oh, enthusiastically, you're on 12. Oh, yeah. I did know that. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Be patient. Rejoice in your hope. You have hope in Christ. Be patient in trouble. You'll have it, and you'll have a lot of it, but just mm -hmm. be patient and keep on praying. Don't stop praying. Just keep praying. And Verse we promise you, this is what we tell ourselves every single every day. Every single day. <laughs> Verse 13, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Yes. Always be eager to practice hospitality. You have to be. Always. And it's, this isn't a, if you there feel should like never it... be a brother and sister in Christ that is in need. And that's no. one of the things that just, oh, if I could, oh, I wish I could say words, not good ones, because that is one thing that just fries me. I, and I there, there's, it's and abundant. There's, and it's there's so, so much. much of it. There's so much. I mean, we know one case personally, in particularly, oh, that, that just infuriates it, you. It literally gives me fuel for my fire. Like, love you, Lisa. I hope she's listening. Mm -hmm. I do. I mean, I, like, it just fries me that that she's somebody in Christ, and that that just happens to somebody. Mm -hmm. And the church does not, you know, there isn't more, more support yeah. for a person like this. Yeah. And this person, yeah, uh, I could go off forever on that, so I won't. Verse. Yeah, just. Again. Just I got angry. I'm it. sorry. Oh, uh, 14. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. We don't ever... That's one verse right there that we don't ever teach. You say your tea for shirts and coffee cups? There you go. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who are weep. Right? What's our first option? Don't be sad. Mm -hmm. You know, don't do... No, sometimes it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes people have to. Yeah. And it it's totally it's totally cool if if you are, and you should have support. You should have somebody there to weep with you. And this is as believers in general. This is what we we are to do. 
mm-hmm. you know. Verse 16, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. <laughs> Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Donald Trump's spiritual advisors need to read him Romans twelve seventeen before he tweets anything. Anything first across the board. Just across, yeah. Eighteen. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. Mm. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning holes of shame, burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So that's that's one thing that we just in the heart of man now in our everyday life, right? This this argument that we have because there's a left or right liberal and a conservative they're snowflakes and and mega trumpers you know i mean they're, that that's the two sides that you have now and we, we go and we try to uh, you know excuse ourselves by saying that this is the way that we mm-hmm. should go no, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them. You never malign enemies. them. You never, your enemies. Your enemies. Never let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So any evil that's being, is happening to you, any true, you know, thing, people always go, yeah, yeah, see, but, 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 there's always a but. Well, no, any, any of these buts, no. Nope. Oh, I mean, the, what if they're the illegal Bible immigrants? Honest, what if they are not the, Christian? The Bible <laughs> does teach you, honestly, to be a bit of a pacifist when it comes to it does. to evil in these things. It really does. Mm-hmm. To get walked on. I to hate be to a use pacifist. that term, and I hate to say that. I know that's kind of everybody gets all huffy. Everybody about gets it. all huffy about it, but, but it's what it says. That's what it. Yeah, it is what it says. And you know, say well. You also don't have to get walked all over. Yeah, well. Well, I don't, sometimes I don't you do. know if that's necessarily <laughs> true. I can't think of a good place where it says that I that I don't that I that I should do something different. Mm-hmm. I can't find that in here. You know, and this is that's what a, I always tell the kids though, and that's what I was, was going to bring. That's okay, exactly what I was going to bring. Freaking me out now because yeah, I, I literally was just. This say, is like the third time I know we've today like that you've done this. Maybe this is our new superpower, our 15 years of marriage. Maybe like going into year 16. Year gift yeah, this is our gift now. No, but literally, this is what we use to teach the kids when they're fussing mm-hmm. and fighting, you know, little squabbles and things that siblings have. And it's like, no. If you have to do this for your enemies, mm-hmm. then what should you be doing for your sister, for your brother, for whoever? You it's know? just funny because, like, what, like, our first if something gets stolen from us right our oh, first yeah. we want to be right our but our first thing is to to go and find the person and get in and you know just to okay. served so maybe it's not me i was going to say to find the person and just beat them and i guess yeah, that, no you 
No. Okay, so maybe that's not like that for everybody. No. But like we want to that would are be wrong. But for, be. I mean, well, I don't know. In the world that we live in today, that's the type of world that we live in, right? Well, yeah, Somebody people, steals something, then well, it's okay to go they over. Beat people They're, up in fast food restaurants when orders are wrong and stuff like that. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. The 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 it's crazy man's heart is disgusting. Yeah, and our first reaction when somebody steals something with us is to get the justice for ourselves. Mm-hmm. If you stole it from me, I'm going to get you back. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And that's what I, yeah, like you said, it's we always I always teach the kids. I'm like that's that's where you went wrong. Mm-hmm. You went at, she, you had something wrong done to you and immediately mm-hmm. instead of you swallowing it and yep. saying, "You know what?" I'm gonna let the Lord handle this. Yeah, the Lord. You said that. I'm gonna handle this by I want you to feel pain. Mm-hmm. I want you to know what You're I. You're gonna felt. suffer like I. And suffered. then if you can just you know you if you learn how to think of it like that, you're like, man, that's really prideful. Mm-hmm. I did do a lot of things. This is all about me, you know. Just Lily and Virginia are the perfect examples yeah. of it. Sometimes when they're they're fighting hard and, and Lily gets so upset. Like, well, why did you do it back to Virginia? It's because you wanted Virginia to feel the way that you did because yeah. you didn't feel good about that. Yeah. So you wanted her you wanted to feel to make that. sure that she like, that selfish. was just as miserable as you were. That's selfish. Yeah. You Instead of you going, ah, oh, man, that was not right. Yep. You went and did the same exact thing back to her that she did to you. And... How did that work out? That that never works out good. No, why do you do well, it? So if it yeah. doesn't work for a child, why do you think that it would work with God? Mm-hmm. Why why do we why do you think these things? It doesn't. It, see, we can't when we think of it like this. We go, well, yeah, that doesn't make that sense. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, when it, it comes to our Christian lives, we go, well, yes, but I want to be forget. You know, mm-hmm. I want to do this. We have a million reasons. Yeah, we. Oh yeah, we, we can excuse to. it. We can we can say we can everything that we want. I hope everybody enjoyed this. I hope everybody's um, looking forward to getting into Ecclesiastes soon. But before we get into Ecclesiastes, we have to finish out Romans. And guess what chapter's next, Heidi? Oh, my goodness. Guess what chapter is next? Tell me, Brandon, what is next? Romans 13 is after 12. That is true. That is how that <laughs> yeah, works out. Do you know what Romans 13 is? Right? I'm assuming it's something that you really like, but please give us a preview. Romans 13 is one of our biggest Murica chapters that we have in. And if I were this a is the man, first. This is the first book or chapter that we go to when conservative Fox News Christians ever want to hammer in a point. And hopefully, I'm going to be able to show everybody how that doesn't work. <laughs> because I was shown away in this um, by one of my, uh, well, I really like him. Uh, but one of my favorite Bible teachers had a bit he did on this one chapter specifically. He, he dedicated a whole little series to it. And it was really, really good. And he was like, it was one of those, he's like, here's why this doesn't mean what you think it means. Mm -hmm. It's one of those chapters. So, if anything, come back and listen to that (laughs) tomorrow. 
It'll be a good one. It will. Yep. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We're so excited to be getting back on track with these. Um, again, if there's anything at all that our family can do for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. But otherwise, we will be back, and Brandon will have so much fun. So much fun in Romans 13. <laughs>